0: On this week's episode of The Fizz, I tell you guys about a time I worked at Dick Sporting Goods. I bitch about my buddy Jerry a little bit. Then we play a little Who'd You Rather followed by some over-under and conclude with the Game of Thrones winners and losers. But before I get into all that, I'd like to tell you guys about the Score app, an app being developed in Detroit, Michigan that will be available this month. The way the app works is kind of like betting, but instead of winning money, you win deals at your local bars. Example. There may be an offer before a Red Wings game this fall that says, if Thomas Tatar scores a goal in the game, you get two free beers at your local pub. If you select that deal before the game, the deal will lock when puck drops. When the game is over, if that happens, you can redeem that deal at the bar in your area. The Score app. Follow them on Instagram for more information. That's at Score Deals. That's at S-C-O-R-E-D-E-A-L-S. At Score Deals. But now, let's get into the fizz. With yeah. Lurt with, racks, with straight shots and then pop bottles. Flirt yeah. with the hood rats, then pop bottles. Start with straight shots and then pop bottles. Flirt with the hood rats, then Okay, pop we popping champagne, pop champagne like we want a championship game. Look, look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball, ball hard. Don't miss me ball harder. I am the Birdman. Bird yeah, I am Hello, and welcome everyone to episode five of The Fizz. I'm your host, Frank Cerise. Thank you for joining me. And guys, I gotta tell you, the last two days I've had here, I know it's only Tuesday. um, They've been kind of shit, and I totally mean like first world problem type of shit. Like I have access to clean water, and like I'm feeding myself, and I have like a roof over my head. So like... Realistically, I have nothing to complain about, but like in America, first world problem types of days, I've had a couple of shit days. I, you know, just, just in general, I feel like, um, leading the way on that charge. I told you these are first world problems is my laptop has like just taken like a shit on me. I'm just locked out of the whole thing. I don't know why it's something to do with my company, but like all the champagne shits on there. I had photos stockpiled for fucking years on that thing for the Instagram A lot of shit that I created is on that laptop and it's not really backed up. So right now I'm on day three of IT trying to figure out the goddamn problem. And that is a long time for IT not to have something figured out. So we're just kind of holding on tight for that. And I've just been kind of like, like a grump. I've just been like a grumpy son of a bitch. Um, and I got a lot of like self loathing going on. I don't. I don't think I've done anything too bad to make myself make me hate myself. I just kind of go in these streaks where I'm just like, I just look my look in the mirror and I just tell myself I'm a piece of shit. Pretty much to start every day. So that's kind of the mood I'm in. Um, hope you guys are doing a little better, not to bring the mood down. But I will say something that did brighten up my mood today was the. I don't know, the host guy, the guy who greeted me when I walked into Foundation Hotel, which if you don't know, that's where I record this podcast. His name was Bradley. He was the nicest fucking guy in the world. Um, Asked me about the podcast, asked me how my day was going. Um, Just a really nice guy. Gave me like a badge so I don't have to prop open the door when I got to go take a piss during this thing. Um, He was just a great guy and he seemed to genuinely enjoy his job. And seeing Bradley today, you know, just all smiles, super nice to me, Um, no problem making eye contact and making a little small talk. It reminded me of when I worked as a door greeter at Dick's Sporting Goods in East Lansing, Michigan, when I was at Michigan State for college. (laughs) And I couldn't have been more opposite of what Bradley was today. Bradley was charming. He was nice. He was vocal. He was helpful. He didn't smell like alcohol. He didn't seem anxious. And he wasn't on his phone. You could never, almost at any point during my door greeting tenure at uh, Dick Sporting Goods in East Lansing, ever say that about me. I don't think there was a shift. I didn't show up either hung over or stoned. And I probably knew less about the store functions than the common customer that walked into the store. Uh, I didn't know how to work the registers. I didn't know, like, where anything was located in the back. I never worked in any of the departments. I never knew any of the sales. I didn't even know where, like, shit was located in the store, which is, like, one of the three responsibilities you have as a fucking door greeter at Dick's Boarding Goods. Like, people walk in like, hi, how are you? Can you help me find the soccer balls? And, like, I would be, unless they were on the fucking wall and within my sight line, that was the only way that I could figure out how to actually point people in the right direction. There were multiple occasions where um, a customer would be like, "Wow, you you smell like alcohol. Have you been drinking?" And I, you know, I'd say like, "No, not today, but last night we drank a ton. Like, get off my shit. I really need this like you know sixty dollar paycheck so I can go." drink again. But yeah, so Bradley, uh, the greeter here at Foundation Hotel, was the complete opposite of that. He was a very helpful young lad, um, and I just wanted to salute him for that. Thanks for not being Frank Cerise at Dick's Sporting Goods circa 2010 and 11. But let's jump off of Bradley for a minute um, and talk to you guys about the show I had planned for you today. So one thing I wanted to do today was to break down the Lions schedule game for game. I didn't want to do that alone. I had it scheduled. To do this with someone else. And that someone else was Jerry. Now, if you guys don't know, Jerry is my buddy I've had since high school. He lives in Cleveland and he's like noticeably overweight. Uh, So Jerry was supposed to help me break down these games tonight, but he decided last minute he had to go to dinner, which in my mind just makes fucking perfect sense that my fat ass fucking buddy couldn't help me out because he's got to go stuff his fat fucking face with another fucking dinner. Hope you're enjoying it, pal. Try not to choke on your fucking chicken parmesan, you dago fuck. Boy, that escalated quickly. But moving on from that, I just wanted to reach out to you guys who may listen to this and say, like, God, I really wish there was a lot more sports talk on this, since it is, you know, kind of a loosely sports sports based website. Um, and to that, I will just say something I've kind of been reiterating um, since we've been going. Right now, we're close to the end of dead zone, but like, Tigers still suck. Lions haven't started regular season play yet, and the Red Wings are a little bit of ways as well. And I was going to break down the Lions schedule with you guys, maybe talk a lot more Lions today. But again, as I told you, um, I'm missing the person I wanted to talk about it with. I just don't want to spew at you about it. So we're probably going to push that one back one more week. But as we sit here waiting for fall sports to begin, let's tackle some topics that are really pressing and really matter in the world today. Let's play a game of Would You Rather. <laughs> So this is not would you rather like hook up with this person or that person. Um, These are like the would you rathers that kind of make you double take and think and they're borderline like gross and dark and painful and all that shit. So I found a pretty good list of them. Let's run through them right now. So first one, would you rather have taste buds on your butthole or poop through your mouth? Um... This is, a, this is important. This reminds me of the South Park episode where everyone starts shoving food up their ass and they start taking little poopies out of their mouth. Um, and they have like a little poopy basket they pass around. I don't know if everybody's seen that one, but it is a great one. So I guess my first question here is if you do poop through your mouth, do you still have taste buds on your mouth or are you non-taste budless through your mouth? Because you still got to eat and you'd still want those taste buds. So... I don't think like your poop doesn't taste or your taste buds go away. That would be the follow-up question I have. So I just feel like you either have taste buds on your butt or, butthole, or you have them on your mouth and either way you're going to taste poop. So it's just kind of what vessel do you want the poop to come out of? So I'm just going to go with have taste buds on your butthole, I, I suppose here. Eric, did you just take a crap on my desk? Here's another butt-related uh, would you rather. Um, would you rather every time you fart an entire like foghorn goes off like a you know, like SpongeBob's alarm kind of boat horn. Or would you rather have it be visible in the form of like a green smog that kind of like oozes out of your ass? Um, and that is just like yikes. Uh, but I think, I think if I was going to go with this one, I'd go with the fog horn. Cause at least if it sounded like a fog horn, you could like look around and play it off. I mean, eventually people who hung out with you would just know, but it it might be kind of funny, but the green smog, I mean, that's just, that's just feels gross. Like, could you imagine like taking a, a, you know, you you fart in the shower and it's like a steamy one, like rolling up your body. Ew, it's just gross. Then again, if you're at the movies and that that fucking horn goes off, like you're you're in deep shit as well there. Would you rather have the hiccups for the rest of your life or always feel like you have to sneeze but then never be able to. It whew, I mean, can I just can I just kill myself? I mean, that just sounds like a fucking nightmare. The hiccups make me freak out and having to sneeze but not be able to. Can you imagine living your life in that moment in that purgatory? Oh my god. I think if there was a gun to my head, I'd just say pull it. Like I'm Can you imagine me recording this and, and I'm just every time or I'm just like constantly like okay. I'm just like about to sneeze. That would be fucking hell. Would you rather have sex with a goat and no one knows about it or not have sex with a goat, but everyone thinks you did? Whoa, that's that's heavy. Um, I mean, if everyone thought I had sex with a goat, but I really didn't have sex with a goat, I think I would just make it my life mission to just. You know, really let everybody know that I didn't have sex with a fucking goat. I don't. I don't know if I'd be like, even if no one knew, I would just live with the nightmare every day that I like, had sexual intercourse with a goat. I think I'd rather have the clear mind because I'm, I'm pretty weak-minded. Um, I think I'd rather have the clear head and the lack of goat sex nightmare flashbacks than I would about like just somebody really believing I fucked a goat. <laughs> Ooh, now this one, this one kind of freaks me out. Would you rather pry off? Your thumbnail with a fork. Oh, or put a toothpick under your big toenail and kick a wall. I want to play a game. Holy fucking shit. Oh, it gives me like the chills. I think I'd pry off my thumbnail with a fork. The idea of like just sticking a uh, toothpick under my nail and like kicking a wall sounds like it hurts so much. I think with at least with the. With the fork on my thumb, I could, like, you know, I could kind of be in control at the pace at which I do it and I could see it and it just, I don't know. It wouldn't be just like a shot of pain and then deal with the aftermath. I could at least, like, control what's going on. Yikes. So on this list, there was like something about knowing when you'll die or how you'll die or something like that. Um, it was a stupid one. I didn't put it in here. But at the bottom, this guy comments on this list of would you rathers, and he writes, guys, please have some sense of humor. Why would you choose how to die instead of when you'll die? Example, if they told you that you were going to die from a car crash, you just would never go into that car again just because of that. And then some guy comments right away. It's got the most likes. What if we want to die, though? So I thought that was darkly funny, and I thought I'd share it with you guys. Sometimes those jokes get me going. But in the vein of getting going, I want to get going on another game here that actually does involve uh, my friend Jerry. So even though he was he was not able to join me on the show today, he was able to help me out in a big way with some words for. Over-Under. Sweet. So if you are new to the show, the way Over-Under works is I have someone send me words. Jerry sent them to me the first time. My girlfriend sent them the second time. And we brought back in Jerry for the third time here. Um, Sends me words. I talk about if they are over or underrated. I've never seen the words until I look at them right here recording. Um, I look at them via email and I minimize the browser. I make it real small and then I pull down to reveal all the words. So with that being said, let's get moving on the list that Jerry has sent over. Okay. Word number one, (laughs) Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull, this is an easy one. Red Bull is so fucking overrated. Um, The first time I ever had a Red Bull, I thought it tasted like Smarties in a can, which sounds great. But I'll just tell you guys, I if I if I drink a Red Bull, I just I might as well be just huffing big lines of cocaine. Um, I shake, I sweat, I get nervous, I'm anxious. They're overrated. I get so jittery, and I just feel like you're just you're just increasing your odds for diabetes um, wholeheartedly. So Red Bull overrated. Number two, Jim Caldwell's poker face. I'm going to say Jim Caldwell's poker face is actually a compliment. I think it's overrated. I think that is just an emotionless man. I don't think he's hiding too much. I don't, I think he's kind of a predictable coach, to be honest with you. So, I mean, if this guy had a face like, uh, that he had, like if he had a Caldwell poker face and he pulled off fucking trick plays like D'Antonio did at MSU, I'd say, hell yeah, it's a pretty solid poker face, but, uh. He's pretty much a no-tricks kind of guy. Uh, I think he's just got no emotion, so I'm going to say that poker face that you're calling it is overrated. Number three, Chipotle. Well, everyone used to love fucking Chipotle. Then it started giving you E. coli. Then everybody freaked out about Chipotle. So I think now we're in a state of freak out about Chipotle. Everyone's scared of Chipotle. So I'm going to say Chipotle's underrated. Uh, The whole E. coli scare, all that shit, didn't scare me at all. Chipotle fucking rocks. Uh, I'll get it. Anytime. I haven't had it in a long time, but I would get it all the time when I lived by one up at school. And it's just underrated, and everyone needs to quit freaking out about the E. coli. You'll be just fine. Uh number four, the solar eclipse. The solar eclipse probably was one of the most overrated phenomenons in our lifetime. I get it, everyone had to go look at it. Like, I mean, I went out there and I looked at it, but like It really was not that insane. Like when you looked at it, it just looked like a crescent moon. That's all it was. Um, The glasses looked ridiculous. Everyone kind of looked like an imbecile. I had a buddy tell me who's a recruiter that he recruited some guy for a job, and they hired him, and he asked to push back his start date because he wanted to celebrate the eclipse. Now, if that's me as a boss, that guy just lost his job offer. I don't know about you guys. That guy loses his job offer. The Eclipse is kind of like some Olympic sports. Um, Sure, you don't get to see them for four years at a time, but when they come around, it still doesn't mean you want to watch them. Like, the Eclipse took 38 years to roll around. Doesn't mean you got to watch it. But let's move on to the next one here. Um, Ooh, IPAs. (laughs) IPAs are overrated. Like, I love beer just as much as the next guy. I like drinking 20 of them in a sitting. And, like, IPAs are good, like, in my brain strictly because they'll get me drunker faster most of the time. Uh, there's, a f- there's like, one IPA I like. I think it's an IPA or it might just be a craft beer. I'm not a hipster. You could stack a bunch of Labatt Blue Lights in front of me and I'd crush them to the cows came home, and you wouldn't hear one complaint out of me. Um, IPAs are overrated. I don't give a shit if they're wheat-based, pumpkin-based, spice-based, fruit-based, root-based. I don't give a fucking shit. Just get me a beer that goes down easy and will get me drunk if I drink 100 of them. Don't need IPAs for that. IPAs are overrated. All right, let's move on to the next one here. All right, going out in Royal Oak. So the The knee jerk reaction here is going out and going out in Royal Oak is overrated, but I need to be fair to everyone in Royal Oak and who like going out to Royal Oak. um, And this is not because I'm worried about hurting your feelings. I just I want to be fair to the to the proposal here. I used to absolutely love going out in Royal Oak. When I was just out of college, I moved home right before I moved out to Chicago for a couple of years. I was home for like a summer, and we went out in Royal Oak every weekend, and we lost our fucking minds. We'd be at like Fifth Avenue, Tequila Blue, Commune, fucking throwing tequila shots against the wall. It was great. It was where you wanted to go um, to get fucking wild. Since then, I uh, went to Chicago for a few years, came back, live in Detroit. I much prefer To going out in Detroit than I do at Royal Oak. So I'm sure I could go out in Royal Oak the right way, but I think it's a little bit overrated. Um, But let's move on to the next one. Number seven, Sansa Stark. Uh, Sansa Stark is completely underrated. I absolutely love Sansa Stark. This is from Game of Thrones, anybody who's in the dark on this. My friends make fun of me for how much I like Sansa Stark. They call her the worst Stark. They say her past wasn't even that bad. They call me a pussy for liking her, and they want Arya, her other sister, to cut her face off. I disagree with all that. I think Sansa has seen a lot of shit. I think she's been through a lot. Um, I think she is a smart ruler. I think she's the right ruler of the North right now with Jon Snow out. And I hope she succeeds. I hope her and Arya put their shit aside and they figure it out. She's underrated. She's been through a lot of shit. Fuck all you guys. All right. Number eight, hot tubs. Hot tubs are underrated as well. Hot tubs are fucking awesome. Owning a hot tub, like especially in the winter, when you do like a snow hot tub, it's amazing. But then it's also great in the summer. They're great year-round. Hot tubs are fucking awesome. Um, They're hot, you're in a tub, you're wet, you're warm. Um, I wish I was in a hot tub right now because this studio is fucking freezing. Hot tubs, underrated. Nine, (laughs) blacking out. Blacking out is also underrated. Blacking out's still great. Um, If you're in a safe environment and you can black out without Completely, you know, I don't know, committing a felony or like ruining your life or I don't know, like shitting your pants. That's what makes blacking out underrated. I guess if you are a complete jagaloon and you lose your mind and you can't hold your own shit, no pun intended, kind of intended, um, then blacking out is probably overrated for you. But blacking out's great, you know, if you do it right. Number 10, Kid Rock running for Senate. Um, who fucking a, uh, I don't know if this whole thing's a ruse or if he's actually doing it, but I mean, for, if this is actually happening, this is underrated. I feel like we haven't heard much about it in the press. We haven't talked about it. Um, and you know, we all are kind of laughing at it, but everyone remembers last time we laughed at a candidate who ran for a position of power within, the u.s. government bing bing bong bong bing 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 you know what that is right so that concludes uh this round of over underrated i hope it lived up to the excitement couple of housekeeping items here before we get into our game of thrones winners and losers um the eiserman shirts still working at him got letters out to every one of his residences uh got his home in michigan down in Tampa. Um, we got letters everywhere. So hopefully something gets in front of him sooner than later. I also have a guy on the inside who I really think might be able to help me out. This one's not bullshit. Um, so we should have an answer on the Iserman t-shirts soon here. I'm really hoping before puck drops, uh, for the regular season in October. So we will wait on that. Additionally, there is another shirt that I'm about ready to launch, for you guys that i won't need any approval on um there will be some media coming out on that in the future about another shirt so keep an eye out for that one now guys i'm not gonna lie to you today i uh, i told you i was having a rough couple days i was running late to this studio session to record this for you i've had a little trouble trying to put together exactly what i wanted to do for you guys this week i'm trying to get better at this every week So I'd love to hear your guys' feedback. I think this will go a lot better once our fall sports really start kicking in and I can break down the Lions for you every week and I have a couple of Wings games to fuck around with in addition to the Pistons being down here. I'm going to check out LCA. Um, But anything you guys got, shoot me text, DM me, whatever you want. Let me know how I'm doing on this podcast because I'm doing this for you, the listener, and I want it to be worth your time. So anything you got, hit me with it because we just want to get better week in and week out. But with that being said, let's move in to our last segment here. Game of Thrones, winners and losers. Jesus tap dancing Christ. Did we have a pretty intense, long ass episode of Game of Thrones this time around. I said I'd work on a name for the uh, Jon Snow crowd with the hound and everybody that went across the wall to find the walker. And I said it was going to involve like a dick and swinging and maybe a swinging dick, maybe a cock. I don't know. I didn't know what I wanted to call them, but my buddy's been calling them the heavies and I really like that name. So we're going to call them the heavies. Now, again, in this episode, they definitely took a lot of liberties with quite a few logistics. Now, I won't get into that too much because my buddy's already pissed at me that I'm bitching about it too much, that's fine. But the few little gripes I do want to touch on, um, obviously the craziest logistical thing was the Raven getting sent all the way to Dragonstone, and then the dragons coming and saving everybody before it happened. That's fine. That's a heroic thing. It's a, it's you know, it's a, it's a show. It's not a movie, but like it's a show. I fucking get it. Um, but the the one weird one that I really was just like, what the fuck? Uh, when uh, Thoros, my man, died overnight because he froze to death. Why didn't Why didn't they light their swords on fire to to keep him warm? That that kind of was weird to me. Like, if they were freezing to death, they burned his body afterward. Why didn't they just light their swords on fire to keep them warm? That was a little odd to me, but fuck it. I'll let it go. Let's get into the winners and losers. For number three on the losers list, I'm just going to go with everyone who died on the other side of the wall trying to help capture this fucking White Walker. So, uh, Thoros died. A couple other of the fucking irrelevant people died. Um, I'll even toss Uncle Benji in there, which I should have mentioned earlier. I don't know where the fuck he came from. Maybe he's just been hiding on the other side of the wall for a decade and shows up with a horse, saves Jon Snow. That was a little odd, but he might be a winner because he went out heroically defending the wall against White Walkers, but we're just gonna toss him into the loser bin because I couldn't really think of a third loser. Number two loser of the week, I do have Sansa, uh, even though I love her, but Arya definitely flexed her penis on her sister twirled the knife at her scared the shit out of her really just said like basically just like this is what i'm capable of so i got Sansa as a loser this week strictly because of uh the way aria feels about her right now i think she needs to lay off but i think they'll figure it out i really do think those sisters will figure it out but then again i'm stark loyal um i put a lot of faith in them which i've been warned not to do number one loser of the week Gotta go with Khaleesi. She lost one of her sons. Lost a dragon. That was fucking insane. The craziest part of the episode. Um, Moving on to the winners. um, I gotta put the heavies and Jon Snow uh, just for completing that moronic mission of going to capture a White Walker and bringing it back. Um, But they got the White Walker and Jon Snow barely survived with the help of Benji. Uh, getting on that horse, but Jon Snow's a big winner, and he's a fucking boss. Um, Not to mention, he really got the googly eyes from Khaleesi laying in that bed. I know they're related, but I think it's, you know, it was definitely fucking awesome for the viewer. Um, Number two winner, I got Gendry. He's a boss. Um, He ran that fucking marathon to get to the wall without a weapon. Collapsed at the front door. That is a power move. Way to run, buddy. Number two winner, getting the message to the rest of the squad to get the raven out to get everybody back. Um, But the number one winner is definitely north of the wall, the Night King. He definitely takes the cake um, from top to bottom. I mean, he fucking hucked that javelin like an Olympic fucking athlete and just wiped out a dragon. And not only did he wipe out the dragon he captured the dragon and turned the dragon into his own fucking weapon. I don't know how killing, capturing, and converting a dragon would not put you number one on the list. So he definitely takes the cake. All the memes, all the jokes about him being the sickest javelin thrower in the world were absolutely fucking hilarious, but he deserves it kind of makes you wonder how he missed the second javelin throw. Some people said he missed on purpose. I think just the logistics are getting a little wonky. I'll stop talking about logistics. I know you guys don't care, but I got to be honest with y'all. I am fucking exhausted right now. It's almost 10 o'clock at night. Um, we're approaching the 30-minute mark, so I am going to call it. Oh, fuck me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fizz. I will be better next week. Have a good week, everyone. Thought with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats then pop models. Uh-huh. with that. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats then. Okay, oh, pop we, pop we popping champagne ball ball like we won a championship game. look like I got the on a championship ring. Cause I ball hard, know this we ball, ball harder. I am the bird, bird man. The yeah, I am the